So people seem to forget that uh, in rain, there are certain things you can't do that you normally, you know, would do. Like, I don't know. Let's see. With today's experience, people don't learn. People forget you have to break earlier in rain. I don't know. If it's it's an LA thing, but I realize. Are we seriously starting this podcast off with fucking bitching about LA's issue with rain? Yeah, I are am. We, are we rehashing this ongoing trope? We I have reha- You again? know why? You know why? Because every time it never ceases to freaking amaze me how bad people seem. And here's the thing: people blame it, like blame the rain, quote unquote, on everything. Like. Like, it's just everything they use is their excuse. Like, today I had tons of people calling in, couldn't figure out their passwords, couldn't do anything like that. It's like, you know, it's the rain. Like, no! No, the rain does not affect your memory. That is a stupid thing to say. And even if you're trying to be clever, it's not. Because the rain causes so many problems here in L.A. I don't get it. Like, just slow down a little bit more. It's not that hard. So what what I'm hearing is if, if this isn't a good podcast, it's the rain in L.A.'s fault. Yeah, it's the rain in LA. Okay, cool. Well, what, what else can we blame on the rain quickly? Um, uh, you know what? Uh, fuck it. Global warming. Yeah, the, the global rain, warming is obviously warming. the rain's fault. You know what? You know what else I'm blaming on the the rain? Flat Earth theory. That's right. That was only conceived because rain falls <sighs> directly down. Flat Earth. There you go. With all the fucking crazies out there, I find some real. I, I don't know. Like, there's something about the flat earthers that I like. I enjoy that their craziness doesn't negatively affect anything. They're just mm. off there being dumb and thinking, the world's flat. And I'm like, this isn't anti-vax. This isn't like the gun church people. This isn't like, there's so many things that are like fucked up right now that I have to deal with on a semi-regular basis that like people going around going, the earth is flat. And I can be like, no, you're wrong, but I don't have to deal with this shit. Like you're not bringing back measles. You're not like worshiping firearms. You're not like, scaring people from getting medical procedures or not like shaming people for getting a tetanus shot i flat earthers and me are cool i think like it's they're a weird group but at the same time like i want to be there when their leader like realizes the world is round and not like a PUBG map which you may have missed that like someone posted a picture of the PUBG map to the um flat earther reddit group and they fucking went nuts on it oh god like the only reason I'm even bringing up Flat Earth at the moment right now is because it turns out one of my coworkers is a conspiracy theorist. Is but he like, a fucking Flat Earther? He, he's like, you know, he's like, I'm not saying the Earth is round, but like, if a plane goes over the horizon and I grab a telescope or a high-powered camera, I can still see it over the horizon. That was his, his explanation for it. Or something about like, if the Earth was really curved the way it is, for every 8 point something inches or something like that, there should be X amount of like, some sort of weird ass equation he gave about that, but he's like, "I'm not saying it's flat, but there I'm not." There is saying an it's equation round. for that, like, and it's it's real. It, it's just planes are way the fuck up, and yeah. therefore you can see them for a hell of a lot longer. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, it's just uh You work with he, computers. Computer people are supposed to be smart. No, 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 no. They're not. You assume they are, and everyone assumes they're fucking smart. But, dude, let me tell you. Uh, while I... I mm, there are some people I work with who, like, you're in charge of high, highly important systems. How do you not grasp the concept that you have two different accounts? I, 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 don't, I don't get it. And so when I hear about, like, conspiracy theorists, and then, like, my coworker starts going on a rant, and by the way, you know what set him off is I said, oh, hey, look, there's a full, full moon out looking nice right now before I headed out for the day. And he just went on for like 15, 20 minutes about uh, the moon landing was fake and uh, pictures taken from the planet or, or of planet Earth from high up in the freaking sky. Uh, the clouds are photoshopped because they always look the same or some other shit like that. And then he just kind of goes on this whole thing about like, Oh, uh, if you want proof that the Earth is like not necessarily round, look at these these like the mirror flats, whatever in Bolivia or Ecuador, or some other place like that, where it just it's like the water's super still and it doesn't move and everything. And he's like, yeah, if the Earth was really curved, why is the water still? And I just I'm like, you work in IT for a living, like you have you should have some sort of sense of like 
scientific. You, you in theory work with technology. Like you should respect technology. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, nah, nah, bro, it's flat or donut shaped or like a croissant. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, you ever notice how they never really show the way the planet's supposed to look? It's always like pictures put together, not a straight shot or something. <sighs> it 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 just further reminds me that like Dwight Schrute was right, and we just need another planet. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I guarantee you the same conspiracy theorists who are crazy about this other shit are the ones who don't seem to grasp the concept because even though they're like, oh, I'm super scientific, they don't grasp the concept that maybe when you drive in traffic, you should slow down a little bit more because it's in raining. Like, it's just... Ugh. So yeah, the, the rain in LA, it's, it's bad. It's real bad. Hello and... Welcome to Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 96. I am, of course, Alex, a.k.a. Maeve Online, a.k.a. maybe he's born with it, maybe it's Maybelline, uh, and I am joined here today with Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, a.k.a. Mord4k, which is my favorite way of saying it, because I know it annoys him, and uh, yeah, we're, we're here this week, episode 96, almost close to 100. Your lesser jibes do not affect me this week. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, unfortunately, no Jeff this week. Uh, he's still he's got some other stuff going Maybe on. Maybe next but... week, actually. Oh, really? Because you're uh, out of town, aren't you? Yes, I will be out of town next week, and we'll go yeah, into details I'm about that one. Yeah, try and organize next week better. Yeah, but yeah, for for you Jeff fans out there, don't worry. We will we will. Fulfill your Jeff needs, hopefully, next week and get that taken care of. We so, also may just not have a podcast. My life is hell right now. I'm surrounded by boxes. They're listening to me, man. They're closing in. They outnumber me and my girlfriend. Like, I can take, like, ten boxes, maybe, but if it's a big box, I don't know. And, like, some of these boxes are obviously, like, held together, like, barely by, like, ratchet straps and tape. And they're like, we're ready to go, motherfucker. So, send all your... Box-related jokes to uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com today. I'm like fucking solid snake up in th- up in this bitch. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, with so many boxes, how do you not? How do you know there isn't another solid snake in there with you? Oh god damn it! I already sprayed for snakes. I just need to spray again. <laughs> I have to spray for solid snakes, and it's real simple. All you do is take away Hideo Kojima and you spray more Konami on it. It does really well at just killing snakes. I- I've really been enjoying. <laughs> f- I- I want to at some point experience Metal Gear Survive for myself, just so I know. But hearing other people that really love Metal Gear talk about what what that travesty of a video game is has been like, oh, it's been some of the sweetest Schadenfreuden ever. Like, but at the same time, like they're like they're not sad. They're getting exactly what they expected, and they're like, how could you do this? It's like, yeah, I don't know how they could do that either. Oh, I bet yeah. that money's real good. Yep. Oh, they... Oof. Oh, it's it's travesty. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all you need to know is that in order to buy a second save slot, save slot, you need to pay $10. Yeah, it's we, we talked about that at the end of the podcast last week. Like, breaking news. Yep. So, uh-huh. I, I think the best phrase I've heard someone say was, this game should be free to play, given all the microtransactions. Mm-hmm. But alas... Konami decided to put out this train wreck of a game. Yeah. And I I can't I I very much I'd love to see how long that game will Metal Gear survive in the market. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you have that one even. Yes! Uh, you earned that pun. You worked hard for it. Thank you. Thank you. I guess speaking of working hard, we should talk about my week, which was uh, this last podcast has been split between fucking moving and then getting like all of my adrenaline kicking out and me just getting, like, stupid sick. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, you, you were saying that, uh, was it a few days? Well, the day we, I went to go, for those of you who don't know, me, Charlie and I live in the relatively same county, which is kind of nice. We both so, live in Los Angeles. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I went to go help him out to move and, and whatnot, and it was cool. Had a good time. Saw the new place. It was very pretty. Uh, I do want to talk about su- the, the fact that you have a, like, <laughs> our new podcast shooting location will be in the back somewhere at some point. You know yeah, where probably. I'm referring to? Yeah, that'll be fun. But I'm, I, I don't mean the studio. I mean the uh, <laughs> the treehouse setup you got there. Oh, yeah. I, 
we'll probably put some pictures up eventually. I when I bought this house, it literally came with like a eight by eight. Maybe it's only four by four. I I, I have a like steel guard tower treehouse thing just kind of in the back of my house because the previous owner was kind of a weird guy and yeah it came with the property and i don't know what to do with it (laughs) except leave it the only thing missing is a basement at this point i've i'm not allowed to own basements like i don't leave basements i fucking love basements like that's the greatest travesty for me living in la is the lack of basement here like really sws deserves to be in a basement like that's yeah, we have that. We have the cool garage now. I have, but like, I I always dreamed of SWS being a basement operation. <laughs> yeah, gaming no, I, in, uh, uh, gaming I have a in basement. basements is better than not gaming in basements. Yeah, I have a tiny basement, but it is a basement. So. Yeah, you have a you have an LA basement, not a real basement. I'm like, I'm talking a real basement where it's like it's the same size as the bottom floor of the house, and like if you fit, if you either can even expose and stuff like racks and shit and the pipes just over you all like apocalypse bunker style or you can finish it but like yeah basements are cool i would love to have a fucking basement like seriously yeah. i would love to have like i i one of the things i've talked about with manny because we're planning on like either getting a place or moving out to another like renting a house at some point um i would love to get a place with a basement she hates basements oh, she yeah, says they're too creepy as hell yeah that's that's the point of basements like it's if you're cool with the if if you can get the basement to accept you, you suddenly have like a part of a house that the majority of other people don't want, and you can do whatever the fuck you want down there. Yeah, basements are fucking awesome. Yes, I for one look forward to having a place in the basement. It'll be great. They but don't really then... exist in LA. It's really kind of sad. Like you'll have some like storage lockery style things, but like real basements don't exist here because of the seismic. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured, so. Yeah, like I have a crawl space. We're not doing SWS out of the crawl space. That'd be <laughs> tight. No, no. Not for not for men of our statue. We're not getting into any crawl space. Maybe Jeff is getting down there, but yeah, me and you, like, we're looking at that door going, okay, yeah, if that gets, like, two feet wider and two feet taller, maybe. Yeah, we can throw, a, we can even throw Jim down there. He's, he looks nimble enough to go through there. Yeah. It'll work. But yeah, go, tell us more about your moving adventure. <laughs> I, so I guess like it, it's kind of a weird stream of consciousness because my girlfriend got sick like the week before we moved. And so like Friday before the, we move, I'm starting to not feel good. It's very much like, okay, the adrenaline after the move has to keep me going. And the entire time we're moving, part of my brain is going, the moment you're done moving, you're just going to like keel over dead. Just kind of what happened. She, uh... But yeah, if this is the you last time I will trick my friends into moving me and or I will not pay someone. Hmm? No, I was saying she's she's doing all right because he said she was getting sick. Yeah, she's better now I, for the most part. I, when she gets sick, she gets like bad sick for a couple of days and then like it lingers for a while. For better or worse, I'll be like bad sick the entire way through, but it doesn't linger as long. It gets out of my system faster. Mm. Yeah. Nah, but yeah, th- this, this is the last time I will not pay a moving company to move me. <laughs> not making that mistake again. I'm an adult. I make acceptable money. I am not going to trick my friends into moving me another time. As much fun as it was, like, surprising you with the sword bag. Yeah, that was, you know, and he, that, that just surprised me with, like, the sword bag. Not only did you do that. But it was the first thing I saw you moving when I got there. So, like, I only bring it up because, like, the best thing is I'm throwing that thing over his shoulder. I'm grabbing the axe I had. And I'm like, I really hope, like, I'm walking out right when Alex is walking in. And he's like, what the shit does Charlie own? And it happened. And it was amazing. Yeah. First thing was, hey, by the way, here's this. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. This is is what kind of moving adventure this is going to (laughs) be. Got it. We're gonna go raid some shit, apparently. <laughs> oh, I don't own the house. I have to go kill someone to take it from them. Bring the supplies. Yeah. We're doing the dark souls of buying a house. Uh, but yeah, moving was pretty fun, though. I, I had fun moving all that stuff out. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, we're officially in. We're out of the apartment. I turned in keys. Uh, the place I've lived for almost the last six years of my life is now 
no longer mine. That's kind of nice. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, is it bittersweet? You, you, you have some, uh, you uh, know, or are you just happy to be out? <laughs> so I started trying to find a new place to live. God, about three years ago when my apartment started getting really shitty. Mm-hmm. Like there was this, there was this like two and a half year time period where that apartment was fucking great. It was like, a, it was about the price it should be. It didn't suck. And then it started to not, not suck anymore. It started to get a little bit worse. And I think like about year three of living there is when I started like actively telling people on their tours to see apartment, don't move in here. It kind of sucks like that. That's when I actually started discouraging people from living in my building. <laughs> <laughs> which maybe you're not supposed to do. Maybe you are. I don't know. But uh, that kind of that, that was the turning point. Of, okay, I should find a new place to live. And because LA housing is dumb, I very rapidly realized that. I, so, like, put in, I'm now paying less in a mortgage than it would cost. If, I could not rent my apartment at the price they're currently listing it at. Kind of thing. Like, it's it has experienced a $700 price hike since I moved out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I am now paying less in a mortgage a month than I was paying in rent. That that's that's phenomenal. That but that's the that's the fucking housing market here in LA. Man. Yes, LA housing market fucking sucks. It's it. Yeah. We have problems. So, like, if this had happened like two years ago when I started looking, I'd be sad. But like after three years of being, I just don't want to live here anymore. I'm like, fuck it. Who cares? I wanted to burn that fucker down. <laughs> it's fucking napalm into the room, into the under the carpet. Be like, I'm out, bitches. Y'all can die. <laughs> Fuck this place. Nah, no bittersweet. More just, oh man, I had lots of shit. There's a lot of boxes in between me and like anything. Like, and it's it's dumb stuff where it's like, well, I'm unpack all these boxes. Why? I want to find my teapot so I can make tea because I'm sick. Not easy. <laughs> Girlfriend did that for me actually, but yeah, it's like. Like, before this podcast, I'm fucking running around trying to find, like, one cable that I thought I packed, but I'm like, I, I got no fucking clue what this is. That's not good. Well, that's that's the thing about moving. It's going to take you a while to really get everything set up and smooth and all that, so. But, yeah, hey, I mean, at least you are able to find whatever you needed to do. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of an exercise, but, yeah. That's about it. Like, I, I, sorry, I, I, I should tell the six stories. So, um. Being sick sucks. Anyone will tell you that. Being sick in a house where you have to unpack stuff still and therefore don't know where anything is, like tissues or NyQuil, leads mm. to what happened to me where I walk into the CVS near me and proceed, like, this is almost fucking scripted. Like, there's movies with less comedic timing than what happens. So, guy behind the counter is like, hi, welcome to CVS. What can I get you? What can I help you find? And, like, mid-sentence, I proceed to sneeze all over my shirt, all over the counter, and like halfway up his body. And I'm I'm not talking oh. a small like a chew. I'm talking like projectile alien slime sneeze. Just fucking everywhere. And without missing a beat, this guy goes, aisle two tissues. Right behind you is cold and flu. <laughs> I felt real bad. If you're listening, I'm sorry. But yeah, I the the uh the the ro- uh, the roguelike called moving has come to an end. Now it's time for the uh, permadeath called I own a place. Oh God, how did this happen? <laughs> well, yeah, what have you been up to? Uh, well, uh, as you know, I already kind of started school this week, so yeah, doing that has been fun, and I kind of realized how like kind of laid back my instructor is because it's it's one of those hybrid classes where you can do all the work and the studying and everything at home, and then you show up to class. And you do review stuff, and then that's it. Like, <laughs> uh, and then you do your quizzes, exams, whatever you need to do at that point. So, um, I'm uh, I- I'm doing uh, some classes, which is nice. So I do that in the morning. So I don't, ha- I can't sleep in Saturday mornings anymore. And then, of course, I helped uh, helped you move, which was fun. Kind of did that for a couple hours, and that was was kind of cool. I, How was I said, that I really pizza? Liked that it was. I yeah. did have one slice because I'm trying to be really good about my carbs, and that. Yeah, I I felt bad after your previous week. You being like, "Oh, that pizza was bad." I'm like, "Nah, he needs good pizza. He's earned this pizza. This is real pizza. Yeah. This is victory pizza." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, overall, I mean, it was uh, let's see, the the move was kind of cool. I like the new place, and 
you know, look forward to recording stuff out there, even doing some of our event stuff down the line. Yeah, we'll get set up eventually. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, the rest of the stuff, this week was just a really dragging week. Like, everyone at work was just burned out. So it was kind of just meh. And as far as that, that was just real life. <laughs> yeah. As that goes. Uh, as far as gaming, um, I did start doing some more practicing for the games that are going to be played at Extra Life United. Uh, what is the game week. list? So, Rivals of Ether is a Smash clone that's, like, pixel-based. And that's okay. going to be one of the fighting games. They have a mystery game. They have some sort of weird Tetris with, like, real physics involved kind of thing. I forget what they call that. Uh, they have a couple board games, but I didn't enter any of the board games. And then they have um, Sonic Mania. Interesting. So, yeah. So I've kind of been playing around a little bit on that. I kind of found a main I like on the uh, the game, uh, what do you call it? Rivals of Ether. So, or, yeah. How do you have competitive Sonic Mania? I think it's, like, time-based on how fast you get through a level compared to someone else. Okay. Yeah, because it's it, they're doing it in brackets where it's one you know one versus one kind of thing and all that. So, oh, that's gonna be the worst tournament ever. <laughs> I'm kind of curious to see how this is gonna go. Yeah, I, I think I famously was a little bit harsh on Extra Life last year. I am curious what your upbeatness will be like after Extra Life United. We shall see. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, it's been the. Uh... It's been pretty good getting that kind of down and getting the feel for it. It's it's, it's enjoyable. Um, I was playing some Overwatch because, of course, they released a new hero, which we'll talk about. We later will talk on. about her. Yeah, and she's pretty fun. But uh, yeah. Um, other than that, just pretty much getting ready for for United next week. I got a lot of stuff I'm taking care of this weekend, of course, and that way I'm on track to to fly out on Tuesday. So. If you're wondering where I'm going to be next week for the podcast, I'm a fan. Fortunately, will not be available for the podcast, but uh, yeah, there will be someone here. Uh, hopefully, Jeff. Yeah, that will man the helm, so to speak. But yeah, I feel like we already that's... answered that question. But yeah, yeah. But that's pretty much that's pretty much me this week, man. It's not a well, so I, I guess like if you're listening to this, you're going to be at Extra Life United. What days? It's like so Wednesday I... through Friday. So since this podcast comes out Monday, yep. I'd actually be coming out the following day, Tuesday. So I'm flying out Tuesday the 6th. I'll be in Orlando, because that's where they have the United Tournament. Uh, it's basically kind of just also tied together to the Children's Miracle Network. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about more about this later. Yeah, so I'll be out there on the 6th, and I come back on the 11th. So I'm taking a few days off of work, but I'll be back that following Monday to right back into work. So Yeah, if you want to find Alex and you're there, go say hi. I'm sure he'll be friendly. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll throw my picture up somewhere, or yeah. just look on social media. I'll make, I'll be pretty much be posting, if not, maybe even possibly try to live stream off my phone while I'm there. Ooh, um, I should give you the um, password for our uh, fucking um, God, what's it called? Uh, not Vape TV, the other one you find funny, Periscope. A, oh, Periscope, yeah. I can always do that too. I mean, like yeah. I said, I'll be around. We'll we'll figure it out. But yeah, I will probably try to try to live stream as much as I can while I'm out there. Are you gonna be an uh, IRL streamer? Yeah, I want to be an IRL streamer. Ooh. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get any of those weird soundboard shits that go off because I don't feel like getting banned for people mm. putting spam messages in the in the comment for the donation. So. Gotcha. But yeah, no, I'll be out there. Uh, so if you if you happen to be going to Extra Life United or if you're in the Orlando area near uh, Disney World, I think is where the event's being held. It, I mean, it's at the. I think it's the Coronado. Yeah, it's Hotel. the weird Mexican themed one. Yeah. So that's where they're holding the event. So if you're in that area, stop by and say hi. I'm more than happy to, you know, chit chat with uh, people who listen to the podcast or enjoy the content on SWS uh, and whatnot. So yeah, come on by. I'll have to go back and double check for you. There are a couple not shitty gamer bars down there. Mm. Oh really? Yeah, I I think one thing that was called. Uh, I have to go check through shit. I, I think it's called Player One. God, I'm on their website. It looks, yep, it's Player One. You should go check that out. It's like a 10 minute drive from the hotel. Okay, that's not bad. It's cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That uh, that sounds pretty, pretty gnarly. Yeah. You said Player One. Player One. Yeah, I'll I'll send you the info for it. But you're in Orlando. Go check that out too. It's cool. So yeah, uh, I'll definitely have to check that out. I don't know what they have planned as far as the itinerary. They don't have much of a thing like last year. 
but they seem a little more organized this year from what I've seen, so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I look forward to presenting my post uh, Extra Life United uh, detailed message of things that happened afterwards. Oh, you should go to the so. park and go to Avatar Land because I worked on that. Ava- there's a, wait, Avatar Land? Yeah, it's like, in the Animal Kingdom thing. Like Avatar the Airbender? No, Avatar as in the Navi, the um, movie, the blue people that fuck trees. Oh, no. Nah, I'll pass on that one. It's real cool. I did some real cool work on that project. Well, I'll go because you want me to check it out. I, it's pretty. All right. Yeah, I'll do it then. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, that's my that's my week. Does that mean it's news time? Yes, sir. I believe it is news time. Time for news. We got a fun news week, I think, this week. I don't get to say that, in all honesty. I Normally, it's either depressing or like, why are we still talking about this? We talked about this last week and the week before that and the week before that. But right off the bat, we got a fun one. So, Sega, you remember Sega? Of course. Sega! They accidentally released Yakuza 6 for free. How do you accidentally release? So they released a demo of Yakuza 6, which is awesome because Yakuza is awesome. And the idea was that you could like buy or download this, the 30 gig download, which should tell you something right off the bat. And the idea was you could use like an unlock code or something to play the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. That part of the game was not working as intended at demo time. And people found they could play many hours into the game. Holy shit. It has since been pulled from the store, and you can no longer download it. I don't know if it's been fixed just yet, but yeah, that happened. Yeah, I'm looking here. uh, Yeah, apparently they, I guess they took it down, and they're working on getting it fixed. But also at the same time, they did post that uh, anybody who managed to start playing the full version of Yakuza 6 won't have their accounts banned. Yeah. And they'll be able to transfer their demo process the full game, regardless how far they got. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. All right. Good on you, Sega. That is on a good note. Yeah. That's on a good note. (laughs) Uh, Moving along with some more kind of silliness, a Russian news uh, network aired fucking footage of Arma 3 thinking it was coverage of the whole Syrian war thing going on right now. Didn't didn't this happen already? It happened again, I guess. Oh, my gosh. They... Dude, this has been a multiple like time thing. Like this has happened. So we times. had um the fighter planes from Call of Duty get mentioned. I I think this is the first time a Russian news agency has done. Like I think a Chinese comp- a Chinese news agency showed some a cutscene from something once. I don't remember. You know what it is? They uh yeah the U.S. <laughs> it was an article where they talk about their claim that the U.S. was helping ISIS or something like that. And it was, they showed footage from uh, the AC-130 gunship. Yeah. Yes, uh, that yeah, was Call was, of Duty, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, oh no, it's a smartphone game. Uh, AC-130 gunship oh, simulator. Special Ops Squadron, yeah. <laughs> so, not the first time Russia's been showing video game footage and saying, oh no, look at this. I'd rather have dumb news like that than other things, in all honesty. Very fair. Yeah. Yes. Moving on from that to more World War, I guess, or more war. Uh, Battlefield Five or V, or whatever it winds up being called, has been hinted at. It's implied it will be World War Two, and it's, whether we want it or not, probably coming with loot boxes. That being said, the general vibe around Battlefield One seems to be they did a pretty fucking good job supporting that game, and as someone who remembers how goddamn long Battlefield 1942 hung on for, mm. I I know I'm controversial in saying this, and I know people hate it whenever I say it, but I'm okay with in-game paid transactions so long as they, like, do indeed extend the life of a game. Like, if, if, if Battlefield 1 can be kept going, if they implement loot boxes so, like, it's paying for server time at that point or whatever, I think I'm okay with that. Like, as long as their cosmetics are not negatively affecting the game. Like, all the DLC for that game, map-wise, was free. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, like the Titanfall stuff. Like, Titanfall 2 had that amazing DLC system where all the stuff came to the game for you know, you could buy was cosmetics. Like, again, it's like, this works if you don't totally fuck it up. But Yeah. Well, I mean, it's EA, so I somehow yes. just have a feeling they're going to find a way to fuck it up, just like they did with Battlefront. So. Yes, that's... Yes, that's that, that's the problem. You're absolutely correct. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I'm not holding my breath on this one. I, I don't play that many Star Wars Battlefront games anyway. This is so. Battlefield. Um, oh, sorry. A, yeah, Battlefield. Yeah. I don't play that many Battlefields. Like, I like the old, you know, the last one I really played and enjoyed a lot was um, 2142. That one was real good. I really like that one because they had that one mode where you would have to eventually go up into the spaceship and sabotage it from the inside. I don't know if you remember that game mode. Not that well, but yeah, that, that, that rings a bell. Yeah, you'd hold points until I think you took down the shields of the opposing... Oh, uh, yeah, it was a command ship thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you had to fly up there and then try to sabotage it from the inside. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun game mode. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. After that, I kind of couldn't get into the feel of it. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if EA has learned from their mistakes or if this will be another Battlefront 2. Yeah. Well, speaking of learning from their mistakes... um. What if I told you a video game company has put out a uh, new game? Oh, well, then yeah, that's kind of standard. That it, happens. It, it fits. The... What if I told you it's running on a 22-year-old graphics engine? But why, though? Is it a... Is it is that the purpose of it being like... I, I don't have an answer for that, but 3D Realms, the guys behind Duke Nukem, they put out a game called Iron Ion Maiden. Sorry, I kept writing this Iron Maiden earlier, which I thought was still yeah. cool. Um, it's running on old school Duke Nukem graphics engine. You know what? I'm actually not. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm actually all right with it, and I'll tell you why. Because that I enjoyed the 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 engine for that that series of games. Yeah. The uh, the Duke Nukem 3D and all those. It was a solid engine, and it ran well, and it was fun. So I think it's they're learning from like, hey, Duke Nukem Forever probably was a really bad idea. Let's 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 use this engine. Well. I also enjoy the fact that like um the, the VP of it John uh, Josh Allen has gotten out there and said like when you have like Unreal or Unity they dumb it down to look retro this just is retro. Oh, I mean it makes sense. Yeah. So I'm I'm for it. It's it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how is it the game already out or I believe it's already out. Yeah, I'm I in my move I haven't a chance to dig deep into it yet or find it because I really. I, I want to play this because, like, part of me is like, yeah, I have some nostalgia for that weird, like, shitty Polygon era, era, mm -hmm. and I want to know if I actually have nostalgia for that, or just, like, I'm being ironic and being like, oh, you know it'd be fun? When Polygons come back, we're doing fucking 8-bit still. <laughs> An asshole that I am. Yeah, it looks like it's on, yeah, Steam early release, so might be something to check out. We'll see, depending yeah. on the cost and how much is there, but yeah. it sounds... It sounds like it's it's an interesting concept to kind of use that old engine, and I mean the old engine worked great, so I guess it's that saying: if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. So kudos to them. You want to do kind of a aftershock of what we talked about last week and the week before, or you want to do Overwatch stuff next? Let's do Overwatch first. All right. So tell me about how do you even pronounce her name? Bridget. Bridget. So it's Brigitte. Brigitte. Yes. So uh, she's Brigitte Lindholm. Tolbjorn's daughter, the, yeah. Yeah, Tolbjorn's daughter. Tolbjorn, yeah. Yeah, Tolbjorn. But yeah, uh, she uh, she is she's actually kind of interesting because she's a tanky support character. Uh, so obviously, for those of you backstory-wise, if you're wondering, uh, she, of course, like we said, is Tolbjorn's daughter, but she worked with uh, Reinhardt and was kind of Reinhardt's apprentice, so to speak. So she was very much like a blacksmith so-and-so on the field. I think kind of like a squire or something with some frequency. Yeah, like a squire kind of thing. But um, she would repair armor and, and kind of do all that stuff. And But yeah, it's it's interesting, though, because like she very much plays. It, it, it's kind of fitting because she very much plays like a crusader from Diablo 3. She's got a, you know, a mace weapon. She's got a shield. But the shield only works for her. Or rather, it's a very small range yeah. of a shield. Not like Reinhardt's. Uh, she has a pretty good knockback, and she's one of the first healers in the game that actually gives you armor as well. Not yeah. like a shield, but actual armor. Uh, so she's she's one of those characters that it'll be interesting to see where she goes into the meta. But uh, yeah, her 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 ult. Well, let's just kind of go down the move list. Sure, she doesn't have a gun. She actually just whips around her mace, which has a pretty decent range. Um, and as whenever you hit people with it, it heals. So it's kind of this weird, I wouldn't call it lifesteal, because uh, yeah, every time you hit, you, you not only heal yourself, but you heal people around you much like a, uh, what do you call it, much like a Lucio 
heal, where it just kind of hits the AoE area. So there's that. She's got her shield. She's got a shield bash. So you can actually shield bash somebody and stun them, which is kind of cool. She's got a kind of a whip ability where it knocks uh, enemies back. And her ult is, I guess, the rally one where you hear like these big old trumpets or whatever. And then she kind of starts char charging in and people in her circle uh, get a armor boost and a bunch of other stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, absorbs damage. Uh, yeah. Armor boost and increases her movement. So she's kind of very much one of those support characters that goes into the mix as opposed to hiding back. But I look forward in your to seeing how the OWL implements her. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see where it's going to go. Yeah, I, I love the kind of mecha design of Overwatch more than I've ever liked any other part of Overwatch. So I'm happy to see another kind of mecha character. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it'll be cool. I kind of like it. Like I said, she just very much is like a crusader from Diablo 3. At sure. least that's where I feel the inspiration. Ah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, it's an interesting idea. I, it's... She has to be up in it, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, oh, absolutely, because she can't heal. Uh, other than, like, she has her, it's a, I guess it's keep on to E, but she throws uh, a, a heal pack, but if you're already at full health, it gives you armor instead, hmm. kind of thing. So any like an excess overcharge. healing, yeah, every excess healing overcharge turns into armor, but it's temporary, so. Yeah. But still makes a difference. <laughs> more health is more health at the end of the day, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... And I like her because it'll force your, like, kind of keep groups together, so to speak, because it is very much a, you have to move with her to really take advantage. And she's got to be in it, not like Zen, who can kind of fire off orbs away. Lucio is kind of in it, but he's got that mobility, which is really kind of fun and all that. But, like, she's absolutely has to be in it to heal. Yeah. It'll be cool to watch. She's on the PTR right now, for anybody interested. Let's go ahead and jump on the Overwatch PTR and play around with her. I got to play a couple rounds with her, and she's kind of fun. Cool. I. Uh... So I guess that brings us to not quite our main topic this week. It's not how I transitioned it. I apologize for the psych out there. Kind of uh, some aftermath. Not aftermath, but kind of some ongoing coverage, if you will, of some main topics we've talked about. We'll start right off the bat with ESRB is adding a label to games that says in-game purchases. So hearkening back to our loot box thing. Yeah, they're they're doing it. Yeah. That's uh I kind of, you know what? I'm kind of for it. I don't have anything against it. I mean, so, hey, FYI, this in-game loot boxes. The reaction I'm having now, and it's a dumb one, is fucking mobile games have done this for years now because they got in trouble for it. I don't get why the ESRB was so, oh, about it. About adding it? Yeah. Well, I think it's because mobile games have always been kind of considered different from, like, console games yeah though, but very they, much... i don't know they shouldn't be though like, they're games like as much as i rag on mobile like everyone else does they are games at the end of the day yeah but like all these mobile games are pretty much free and you pay for in-game purchases and, and that's how they make their money either yeah that's or fair in-game currency so you kind of know exactly what you're getting into when you get a mobile game like uh clash of clans for example it's a free game but you can spend money in it to kind of speed up the process so to speak so there's that but i think it's it's announcing this in actual console games we're like hey you're making this purchase to buy this game that's a triple a title 60 dollars or whatever and you can still do in-game purchases on the inside that's not like dlc but actual like you know loot boxes so yeah yeah i suppose moving on from that to uh this was my favorite news article of the week mostly because um I'm not sure how closely you follow the ESA, Alex, but I follow them fairly closely, and by that I mean I'm always surprised when they do anything, and they're not always so great at doing anything ever kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, we talked about it last week some. Uh, the President of the United States got out there and maybe insinuated that video games were to blame, and in a rare show of activity, the ESA got out there and said, nah, brah. Yeah. And backed it up with all the evidence they've racked up over the years and science and all that jazz. But I think the icing on the cake for it was when the president announced that, hey, um, I'm going to sit down with the ESA and leaders of the video game industry. And the video game industry responded back with, we are? <laughs> News to us. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I look into it some if you want. It's not quite that cut and paint dry. But I, again, like... For an organization, the ESA typically does a really good job of not doing much. The fact that they got out there for once and were like, nah, back the fuck off, and 
what the hell are you smoking on this one, buddy? Was a nice turn of pace. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I like, kind of like the, uh, that's, that's, hmm. I like the ESA is doing that. Yeah, I, I, and I, I enjoy the fact that they got out there and said, I can actually quote them on this one if we so wish. Um, let's find the exact quote from them. It's a great quote to, uh, not the exact, I'll paraphrase some, but basically it's, our video, uh, the video games that you're claiming are violent show up all across the world. Only one country has the ongoing shooting issue you have. Look it up. It's a great one of, yeah, video games are fine. Go away. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah. But yeah. moving on to more video games are fine. The ESA wasn't quite done with just that. Uh, I think we talked about this, God, a month or so ago. The World Health Organization was going to start classifying gaming addiction as a separate disease. Or, sorry, yes. gaming disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of researchers and scientists got out there and said, you're fucking full of it. This is just normal addiction. Do not drag us under the bus like this. Yeah. Which absolutely makes sense. Like, it, it's, it's in the end, it's addiction. That's yeah. That's what it is. And there, I mean, there are people who can, in fact, be addicted to this, stuff, but it's like, it's the same people who would probably be addicted to gambling or addicted to, like, yes. lottery or any of that other stuff. It's just... Addictive personalities tend to kind of take the extremes of these. And there have been studies, several studies done that, like, sure, yeah, there, there's there's a disorder, quote-unquote, oh, you have the addiction, but you have people who, like, do a lot of positive, and there's a lot of good stuff that comes from it. Yeah, and so, I, as part of this, the organizations got out there and basically said, like, yeah, the sampling size you guys used was flawed. Like, it's, again, like, it's go read up on more if this interests you. It's a really kind of interesting topic where... The whole issue a lot of people had with the World Health or the WHO doing this classification was it didn't feel well-researched and it felt kind of rushed and shitty. Well, they're getting called out on that for this. That's good, and that's how it should be. Yeah. So It's not totally stopped yet. still probably going to show up in the 11th edition of the book, but we'll see what happens. Hmm. But that's also going to bring us to our main topic this week, which... Since this was your idea, Alex, I'm going to let you introduce it for a change. So last week we talked about um, how it's always been kind of suggested that you have, like, gaming is bad. And you have these, like, obviously we had the, the incident a couple weeks ago. And it's it's one of the targets that, like, oh, it's either it's the video games, it's the music, or this and that. But this week we wanted to focus on the good. Uh, and some of the good things that have come of and spawned and that have happened because of games. So just to kind of shed some light that it's not all evil basement builder people nerds who are swatting other people and getting laughed out a bit while Yeah, last week was stuff. a weird week where we're being like, video games don't cause, fu- don't cause violence. Don't fucking swat 12-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. So just to kind of talk about some of the good stuff that, that comes out of this. So uh, I guess I'll kick it off. And since we were talking about it earlier, uh, I guess one of the biggest things is you've, I've never, is uh, I don't know how to phrase it properly, but let me, I don't want to make it a bold statement and, and have it be not true, but I will say some of the most giving people I've seen have been gamers when it comes to gaming-related charities, such as Extra Life, Child's Play, uh, a couple of those other ones out there. Uh, for example, SWS, myself, Charlie, we've all participated in a charity yeah. known as Extra Life, which specifically focuses on, you know, through video games and board games, and it's kind of expanded over the years, uh, to raise money for, for specifically Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, and it goes for things like treatment, uh, supplies, research, things like that. And then you have things like Child's Play, which I think is... Uh, that's Penny specific. Arcade. That's um, that's for the holidays, though, isn't it? I think that's designed to... Ha- I, I, there's one, and I think it's that one that helps get video games into hospitals for sick kids and stuff like that. I know that's Child's Play is right. the Penny Arcade one that the ongoing joke is that damn thing raises so much money every year. The um, two owners of Penny Arcade... Um, Gabe and Tycho could eat children for dinner one night a year and still be good people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, and I mean that's another big one that's been kind of been around. Um, there's a few other ones that like I've I've seen as well. Like uh, what was it? Was it Gamers for Good or that sounds like a thing? Gaming for Good. I forget who's it. We actually um I don't know if you remember, but we did a uh charity or we did a charity panel a couple years ago at a yes. con. There's audio or video of that out there somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure there's video because well, did is it actually even on the SWS? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's from yeah. a while ago. 
Yeah. But we met with a couple people, and our main focus was, like, turning gaming into, like, charity stuff and, and doing good with it. And so um, I know, like, for example, just specifically, I was speaking from my experience as far as Extra Life goes, is we've done a lot of stuff with that. Specifically, like, we've done a couple of events out in person where we've played with outpatients, things like that. Um, there's, a, there's a gaming charity that happens during the holidays. I can't remember what it is. Good games done quick, or whatever it's called. Oh yeah, good games done quick. Charity. Well, that one as well, but that one raises tons of money every year. Yeah. What is it specifically? I forget what their their focus is. Is I don't remember. I don't remember, but yeah, good games done quick, or whatever it was called. Yeah. You watched that? I only kind of know of it peripherally because, like, every it's like it's happening. Oh god. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's a speedrunning charity that they do once a year, and uh, yeah, so it, it was it last year. How much did it raise? Uh, oh yeah, so they pick a charity, I believe, and I guess last year they picked Prevent Cancer Foundation, and just so you guys know, it's a week long event, and they raised two point three million dollars last year. in that week, like because it's not a year long thing. Yeah, like, it's a it's a weekly, so uh, it's 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 out there, like. <laughs> It's it's crazy that you have a lot of this stuff out there. Um, there's one and I can't remember his name. I got I'm looking for him now because he's a uh, kind of an interesting guy. But he was on the panel with us, and he uh, he makes he raises cart or he gets carts and gets that all done. Like and he gets ca- carts delivered to the hospital so kids have games to play. Yeah, can't remember his name. I my personal nuts. favorite one, and it's because I love pinball. I. It's called the Pinball Project. They're trying to get pinball machines into children's hospitals, which, as someone who thinks everyone should play pinball at some point in their life, the fact that someone's out there doing that is awesome in my book. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Basics. Yeah, yes. I, I just can't remember. Oh, actually, um, who was it? Uh, Vernon Shaw. I He used to do the Hot Pepper Gaming uh, channel and whatnot, but uh, he's also been pulled in and done, does a lot of charity stuff as well, which has been really cool. He does it with um, is it? Great Game Grumps. So it's... Uh, yeah, it's there's a lot of good stuff out there. I mean, if we were to pick, like, I guess things that stand out for you in particular, which, which uh, on the good side of, of of games, as far as that goes, uh, what what would, what stands out for you? We obviously talked about the charities and this. Stuff, but so actually, my favorite one. It's kind of a weird one because I find the uh, the tech behind it fascinating. Actually, is the um, the handicap kind of access gaming groups out there, the ones that are making the custom controllers and shit like that. I it was really hard to cover because I, for better, I, I'm lucky enough to have both hands and therefore am not used to doing things one hand. We have, we actually shot some footage at one point during IndieCade a year or so ago with some of the kind of one-handed controllers or like the no-handed controllers, which I flat out sucked with. But there's some people doing some really interesting stuff out there that make it possible to game one-handed because you only have one hand to game with. I, and they're just wild to look at. Like, I, part of my fascination with the topic is kind of some of the just bizarre, maybe not bizarre is the wrong word, but just like how insane some of these controllers wind up looking, where like they've mapped the entire hat, right half of a controller to a bunch of like thumb switches on the left. And it's like this crazy exoskeleton around it that like part of me's always wondered that like, if you got good with it, could you mm-hmm. like be the best gamer ever? Awesome. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, then you. I mean, you do have situations where you have guys like I can't remember his name, uh, but there's this gamer who plays Chung Li in Street Fighter, and he's technically disabled, but he plays with his mouth and a combination of his hands. I did and not know about him. Yeah, and he's apparently a pretty like pretty high ranking player. Like he's probably one of the better Chung Li's out there. Huh. But yeah, he he play he found a way to do it. Yeah. So. You know, perseverance. If you really want to play it, you'll figure out a way. Yeah, I, I, I'm always a huge fan of that stuff. Where it's just it's like, it's such a small audience that needs it, and the fact they need it's all the reason to do it. But the fact that like people are putting time and money and effort into doing this, these incredibly elaborate setups, is cool in my book. It's always nice to see where it's like, yeah, we're doing it. Why? Mm. Because no one else was. Yeah. Oh, so I found the guy I was talking about earlier. Okay. The guy who was on our panel. His name is Zach uh, Wiggle. W I G A L. He was on the panel with us, and he he found he's the founder of a, a group called the Gamers Outreach Foundation, and he was the one that I was referring to where they build carts with a bunch of different consoles and whatnot, and they deliver them uh, to patients in long term medical treatment at hospitals. And so he's been doing that for a while. We got to meet him. He's a really cool guy. He has um 
He has a big LAN party he hosts once a year in uh, Michigan, which is kind of cool. Uh, I think they already they sold out already as it is. Damn. But like that's another yeah that's another example of like gaming done you know for good. This guy I met him super super cool guy really nice, and uh, yeah he just he raises tons of money and he delivered carts. He actually recently teamed up with there's a streamer known as Ninja. Um, and he, I guess Ninja did like a gaming marathon thing and he has a couple carts that he was able to raise money for completely. And he, uh, he had, he, I think he even went to the hospital that he was supporting locally and had them delivered. So huh. like, the actual streamer himself showed up and did his thing, which is really cool. cool. Yeah. And then I guess I'll throw another one. It's, it's, you know, it's just a big focus on mainly charities. Like you hear, cause you get, a, you hear a lot about the, the dark side of the, the gaming and this and that. Yeah. Well, we're doing some yin and yang this week. Yes, it's very much yin and yang follow-up from last week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, people like Zach. Uh, you have, of course, like we mentioned, the Extra Life group, uh, which, like I said, we've been doing for a couple years now, which is great. Uh, I know St. Jude also does... Yes, it's called St. Jude well. Plays or St. Jude Live or something. Yeah, which has been kind of a big one. I know there's a streamer by the name... Oh, well, she's a YouTube personality known as Trade Chat in the WoW world, and she does a, a big thing every year. She's actually one of their ambassadors, which is pretty, pretty fucking cool, I have to say. Hmm. Uh, so you have that as far as that goes, but the uh, the charity stuff as far as gaming goes goes beyond kids, because um, you have organizations also known as uh, Operation Supply Drop, uh, who their main focus is raising money to get consoles and things like that to uh, to people who are actively deployed in war zones. So just to kind of give them some sort of like something to have, so to speak. And I believe they've also started transitioning into uh integration integration back into uh you know post-war integration i guess i can call it that's cool yeah so that's kind of something else they've been doing recently well i know there's another one there's operation supply drop and there's another one and their big focus is veterans and uh actively deployed military so they'll do care packages uh for explain the, military. the gaming link up with that one i guess I've, i'm familiar with the organizations not how they link up to gaming so it's kind of similar like they do now where you you would donate you okay raise yeah money. It's, it's just a lot it's 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 not just fundraising, but it's fundraising via streaming and stuff. Got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do. Uh, they do. I think they actually have some streaming events specifically, like on Veterans Day and huh. stuff like that. Because obviously, it's it's a big focus on yeah. as far as that goes. I haven't done anything with them yet, but it might be something we can explore down the line for uh, you know SWS and stuff like that. Yeah, but, I, I guess we might as well talk about this now. Um, we are gonna try and do something a little bit different this year for our charity stuff. We like doing the charity stuff. I think we mentioned this last week. Um, some but uh we will figure it out we'll let you know what the hell we're doing it will be something it will raise money it will be a good cause uh yeah that's all i got to say on that really yeah we'll figure something out I, I kind of what drove me to this decision was uh the children's hospital of la is a fantastic hospital it also is lucky enough to have other people donating money to it and in our current world we live in you know there's some other stuff that maybe is not so well funded i thought might be fun to raise some money for for a couple years so well, if you have a charity you'd like us to support, potentially, let us know, and we'll look into it. And if it's something we think is cool and up our alley, like we'd be more than we would be more than happy to help out, potentially. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the other military one that I was looking at was uh, StackUp.org. So that's that's what that one is. What do they do? Similar thing. Okay, they're veteran based and whatnot. So I me, mean, I'll tell you specifically what they do. But yeah, it it goes beyond just like gaming and, and kids in the setup you actually have like they actively go on their way and help out vets and i think a lot of the people who are actively involved in the stack up group are actually veterans themselves mm. so yeah they assemble care packages filled with video gaming and nerd goodness delivered to troops deployed uh in military hospitals and on bases stateside yeah yeah and apparently what is it a uh, stack up handpicks deserving veterans and pays for them to attend life-changing video game and geek culture events so I'm guessing they they pay to have people even go to E3 or PAX and stuff like that. So, but specifically they they let you like nominate veterans to send out there and do all that. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's just uh something we're exploring and whatnot. But yeah, it's just it, we just wanted to present the good side of all this. You yeah, hear so we've much been about doing the... some downer topics lately. <laughs> yeah, you hear a lot of really shitty like stories of some of these uh. Some these places, so it's nice to kind of find the the upside of things like that. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, unless there's any other specific like gaming friendly stuff and things like that, I well actually you know what I'll talk about a few. 
Um, I can't tell you how many stories I've heard about people who've met their their life partners or significant significant others through gaming. Oh God, are we are are we offering more dating advice without Jeff? Yes. Why? We're a gaming podcast. God damn it. Yeah, and this is gaming related, but I, we won't dive too much into it. But you, I, I, the number of times I've heard about, uh, oh, actually, this is my favorite one about that whole thing. Um, a couple years ago, there was this guy who and his girlfriend who played Portal a lot. Right around the time Portal uh, was hot and Portal Two really, really popular. I think it was Portal Two, was it? That's got co-op, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, he had he had talked to Valve and they customized a level where as she progressed through the level. It eventually got to a point where it was completely about her and him and their relationship. And at the end of the level, it ends up at a like a, a church kind of thing. And like, I think what's her name? Uh, I can't remember her name. Glados pops out and basically says, you know, he wants to marry you kind of thing. And so it was a proposal done through, uh, what's it called? Uh, through Portal, which I thought was pretty fucking. Yeah, the um, the artist behind three panel solo and Mac Hall actually made a whole video game to propose to his girlfriend too. There you go. I've also heard about emulators being modified so people could do that. I think there was one dub for Final Fantasy. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Gonna play through a hundred hours to see if she says yes or no. Right? She's like, I just gave up. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, yeah. uh, use, use this cheat engine. Yeah. So, yeah. Just uh, just something we wanted to highlight as far as the the good side. I want someone to make a Dark Souls-style proposal video game now. <laughs> Dark Styles proposal. Dark Souls. Oh, Dark Souls. Brutally difficult. Dude, you're not. They're not gonna like. You're gonna. You're gonna get so much hate from that. I. I would. Like if you did that to me, I. Would, oh, that no. sounds so good. <laughs> We'd play Blood Drunk to it. I'll. I'll take a pass on that. Part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just to kind of you know, there's two sides to every coin. I'm trying to throw it out there and wanted to share it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else in particular about our main topic. It's kind of a short and sweet one. Yeah. How can we actually pull these off when Jeff's not here? When we Jeff is here, we're like, oh, we'll do a short one this week. It winds up being like fucking longest podcast ever. But yeah, it's going to bring our main topic to a close this week, which means it's time, or it would be time if we had any, for email. What? Email? Email, yes. Yeah. So we had something to do. I'd love to get your emails. Uh, we love responding to them, reading them holding them close in the dead of night as we try and move and realize the heat in our place is weird and subjective and a nightmare escape. Uh, that's just me these days, right? So, uh, but if you wanted to contact us, Jeff, who's not here, how would you go about doing that? All right, so the first thing you do is you rent a budget truck <laughs> and you offer to help Charlie move. I don't know why you do this, because he just moved. But yeah, just do that. And inside the budget truck, you spell out in, like, vinyl letters or something or ripped-up boxes your question. And because you found Charlie and he's in the truck, apparently, he sees the question. And you kidnap him and you don't let him go until he promises to answer the question on the podcast. Or you could just email us at wickedawesomecastgmail.com. What's that email again, Alex? Uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com wickedawesomecast at gmail.com well as it sounds down in the show notes I checked it the other day I know it works etc etc please, please reach out we'd love to get the emails but yeah since we have done this week that means it's time to bring this podcast to a close yeah it was a short and sweet one this yeah week. anything you want to pimp this week I know you're going to Extra Life United if you're there go find them Attack yeah. him in the hallway, steal his hat. Pretty much, yeah. Keep an eye out. I'm, I don't know if Extra Life's going to actually stream it themselves. So I will give much that. gold to someone who gives Alex a wedgie. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, yeah, just my usual stuff. Maeve Online, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. Instagram. Especially like Instagram the next couple days because I'll be streaming. Uh, well, of course, I'll be kind of showing off some of the stuff, my adventures at United. This year, yeah. So it'll be fun. Yeah. I have unboxing to do so yeah nothing exciting on my horizon mm -hmm. yeah i get to install a tv soon that'll be nerve-wracking <laughs> i look forward to hearing about that one i hate mounting tv mounts maybe we'll do a video called charlie mounts tv mount <laughs> that'll be fun no it won't <laughs> for me it will 
Yes, for everyone but me. <laughs> but yeah, that about does it for this week. So uh, yeah, cue the metal. Yeah.